Hello there and welcome to this evening's sleep time story, The Farm Tour. My name is Tom and I will be guiding you around this beautiful farmstead at its most picturesque during dusk. When the sun gives the farm a nice, warm and pleasant atmosphere, we'll be looking at some of the buildings on the farm, as well as the surrounding fields. We'll be meeting some of the animals that also live on the farm. Before I show you around, I'd just like to give you a few moments to settle yourself down. Make sure you're ready for bed. As of this moment, you don't need to do anything else apart from focusing on getting a good night's rest. Put all of the busy daytime thoughts down. Any unfinished jobs or work can be taken care of tomorrow. Just focus on bringing in that pleasant, relaxing, nighttime energy to soften the body and the mind. Are you comfortable? Perfect. Let's begin our tour of the farm. To reach the farm, you have to take a short walk along this gravel pathway. On one side of the path, there is a gentle, flowing river, where you can see small fish swimming. So slowly, perhaps they're just enjoying being pulled along by the river's gentle current. Along the river bank, there is a flock of geese huddled together, letting out the odd honk goodnight to one another. As the sun is slowly starting to set. On the other side of the gravel path is a wall of trees with lush green leaves. Every so often you can see squirrels 
darting around in the tops of the trees. They provide a rustling sound, adding to the calming nature sounds around you, as they leap effortlessly from one branch to another. They might be looking for seeds or nuts to eat from the trees. Or maybe this is just how squirrels play a game of tag. We've just taken a narrow gravel path. This one is the beginning of the farm. It's quite satisfying to hear the sound of the gravel crunch beneath your shoes as you walk along. If you look straight ahead, you'll see a wooden gate, which is the entrance onto the farm, waiting to greet us at the gate are two very excited Labradors, both wagging their tails and sticking their snouts through the gaps in the gate. Desperately trying to grab our attention so that we might give them some scratches and pats. Oh, and if you have any treats on you, they will probably convince you to share them. The black Labrador is Jake, and Bailey is the white one. And they are both as equally loud as each other with their deep sounding barks. The farm has plenty of room for Bailey and Jake to run around and play. And their barking won't disturb the neighbours as the farm is away from any built-up cities. Apart from the farm chores, there's a quiet stillness that can be enjoyed from morning to night on the farm. Let me lift the latch from the gate so that we can enter onto the farm. Watch out for Bailey. She likes to jump up and give guests a friendly welcome. As suspected, Bailey has brought her favourite tennis ball with her. She takes it everywhere. No doubt she will want you to play fetch with her at some point. Whereas Jake likes to relax in the setting sunlight. He's worn himself out, running in the fields all day. We are currently looking at the front of the farmhouse, climbing up 
the wooden steps onto the porch. There's a wooden swing bench on the porch where you can sit down and relax. Looking over the front pasture fields opposite, it's the perfect place to take the weight off of your legs on mild evenings like this. Although there is a small electric heater pointed at the swing, so if it does get chilly at the push of a button, you can have a nice warming glow to heat up the porch and keep you warm. And of course, Bailey and Jake would leap up onto the bench to keep you company. There's a shoe nook right next to the doorway leading into the farmhouse. So after a busy day getting your shoes muddy, you can place them in this shoe nook safe and sound, that way you won't track mud or dirt into the main house. Okay, let's head down the porch steps and into the driveway. And if we take a left, we come across the chicken coop which houses five golden brown hens. They sleep in a little wooden hut with plenty of straw in their nests to keep them warm. You can hear them gently clucking in the background as we pass by, walking along a stone walkway to the front yard. Down at the end of the stone walkway is the garden. There are ten raised beds there for growing fresh produce all year round. Currently in these beds we have some peas growing up nicely and they're going to grow along this garden trellis that curves round to form an archway you can walk under. It's like a secret hiding spot. The other beds contain spinach, onions, carrots, there's so much variety of crops, it's like walking down your very own personal veg aisle at the supermarket. Next up, I'd like to show you the tool shed. It has everything from shovels, trowels and rakes, and there's a wooden workbench in the tool shed. It has been 
carved by hand and sanded down to a smooth perfection, then to give it its nice, rich, woody colour. A layer of varnish has been generously brushed onto the workbench. There are lots of little drawers on the workbench, and if you pull open one, you'll find nuts and bolts in just about any size. So you're sure to find one to suit your needs. In the other drawers there are screws, nails, and wall plugs. Conveniently laid on the workbench is a hammer. So if you need to hang a picture on the wall, try rooting around in the workbench. I'm sure you'll find the correct tools to do the job. Next up is the animal pens. In the first pen, there are black and pink piglets. Three of them letting out their curious little oinks, as you can hear in the background. They are probably wondering, oh, it looks like we have some visitors. The pen is made from strong, solid wood and connected to the back of the farmhouse, so the pigs are safe and sound. Next to the piglets are the goats, five brown and white ones with floppy ears. At the moment, the goats are outside the pen in a fenced-off part of grass where they can graze and play. We also have some cow stalls, but they are somewhere out in the field right now, so we might join them a little later. As we walk past the animal stalls, you might notice the huge plastic sheets covering up the crop gardens. Right now the main crop growing is potatoes. The tops covering the garden just provide some protection on those extra frosty nights when the ground sparkles like diamonds and it's cold enough for you to see your breath. This is the old barn. Every true farm has to have an old barn or building, at least in my opinion anyway. Even though it's old, this old barn still stands the test of time. The barn's colour has indeed faded. There's the odd bit of wooden slats missing. 
and huge wooden doors with rusted hinges. There's a metal roof that has seen better days, but it does provide a satisfying tink sound when the rain's pouring down over the farm. The old barn is mainly used for storing equipment that's not used very often, and sitting in the centre of the old barn is a tractor that has been around so long it is now technically classed as an antique. Don't be fooled by its old bones. This tractor still has the capability to get the jobs done around the farm, as it has been well taken care of over the years. We're now approaching the orchard fields that has a variety of fruit trees growing in neat rows. The first row you have are apple trees. I believe these ones are pink lady apples. Next you have the cherry trees and on the third row peach trees. Now if you just take a look in the corner there you'll see some raspberry bushes growing. Imagine the fresh fruit salads you can make or perhaps a delicious pie filled with the freshest fruit picked from these very orchards. We are walking along the muddy trails around the back of the farm. As you can hear the squishy, squelchy sound of your Wellington boots as they sink slightly into the mud. At the end of the trail is the stables, home to the farm resident horses, Ziggy and Mojo. Ziggy is the bright white horse with a kind and curious nature. Mojo is the black and white one. Sometimes we have riding lessons on the farm with Ziggy and Mojo. They are both perfect beginner horses because they are kind and calm. You'd better watch out if you're passing by the paddock with any fruit from the orchard, as Ziggy and Mojo love apples. The stables has the capability to house several horses. Some of the horse riders from the other neighbouring farms occasionally have their horses stay here if their stables are undergoing maintenance or they've got an upcoming riding lesson. 
They know that if their horse stays on the farm, it will be looked after and given the utmost care and attention. Just next to the stables is the tack room, which contains all the essentials for your horse. As we enter the tack room, you see some rubber curry combs. These come in handy on those particularly muddy rides, and Mojo can't quite explain how he's got mud behind his ears. Some people love tack cleaning, undoing all the buckles, giving everything from the saddlebags, the saddle, stirrups, a good clean and polish. But some days you just want to be inside. So I have these handy tack wipes, which kind of act like a little towelette. And you can give everything a nice once-over. Of course, we always do a deep clean every other day. But the tack wipes suffice when you've had a busy riding session and you're still quite achy. There's also specialised horse shampoos and conditioners to maintain the horse's healthy coat. We best move on out of the tack room before we're asked to muck out. You see this little shed here. It has a hand-painted sign that reads the farm shop. Here you can find all the farm's produce, ready to buy and take home. Any vegetables, fresh milk, homemade ice cream and butter. It's a lovely, quaint little shop. On warmer days, you get a few Walkers and hikers who stop by to chat and enjoy some freshly made apple juice. On this farm we even make our own yogurt. The next part of our farm tour we're going to see the pantry. The pantry is connected to the main farmhouse that stores food, crockery and cutlery. It has been built so that it is close to the kitchen. So when you're preparing a meal, it's easy to gain access and grab your ingredients rather quickly, without too much running around, looking in different cupboards and drawers, trying to find what you need. To enter the pantry, we walk through a red bricked archway, 
leading into the pantry, greeted by different aromas from herbs. Hang drying from the pantry ceiling, there's a bunch of tarragon, bay, mint, lemon balm, and rosemary tied together into bundles using string. There's an impressive amount of glass mason jars filled with a variety of foods, creating a wall of colour. You have golden peaches, pineapple slices, to name just a few. Each mason jar is embossed with an image of the main farmhouse building. This is the logo. So you know whatever is in these jars has come directly from this farm. The jars have a small piece of burlap covering the top of the jar and then wrapped around the top of the burlap is a piece of twine tightened to hold the burlap in place. Sitting on the tiled floor of the pantry are wooden baskets arranged into a semicircle. In the baskets you'll find vegetables, such as potatoes, onions and garlic, piled up high in each basket. If you look to the left in the pantry, there is some shelving where we keep canned goods like beans, dried fruits like cranberries and jams and jellies. There's also quite a few jars of peanut butter. I think that is a family favourite on the farm. And on the next shelf down, you have bags of flour, and below that are huge bags of pasta. Perfect when you have plenty of guests joining you at the dinner table. It's always nice to make a family-sized dish of spaghetti. Back outside, we are heading towards a long building that sits opposite the main farmhouse. This building is made using grey stone and the roof has been made using slate. This is the bunkhouse. Years ago, this bunkhouse would have housed the farm hands who worked on the farm. Today the bunkhouse is mainly used for guests to stay over, or family or friends. It comes in handy when we decide to host 
a large family gathering, as there's plenty of room for people to stay. As we step up onto the porch of the bunkhouse and enter through the front door, we come into the communal area consisting of a couple of comfy sofas. Not a bad thing if you've just finished a hard day's work in the field. There's also a long wooden table with backless benches either side, enough to seat at least fifteen people. It kind of has that Viking setup. This table is where the farm workers can come together to have a nice meal, play games, or just sit and talk, catching up and telling stories. Further into the bunkhouse, there's a small kitchen area with an oven, fridge and sink. There's a few cupboards to store food items. In this kitchen the equipment is basic but it works just fine and there's a slight pleasant feeling from using the simple kitchen facilities. At the end of the bunkhouse, there's a door leading through into the sleeping quarters. These parts of the bunkhouse are split into two sections. On the left are the bathrooms. There's six cubicles in there with showers and toilets and across from the bathroom are the dormitories themselves. This is where the bunk beds are. These beds are made from wooden frames. We're just passing through now into the sleeping quarters where you'll find the beds. These beds are simple, handmade wooden frames using wood from this very farm. There's a window on the back wall large enough to fill the room with natural light. The view outside is of one of the pasture fields bright and early in the morning. You'll be able to hear the sound of cattle bells clunking as they walk into the field. Watching the cows grazing as the sun rises with your morning coffee. Now though, the sun has set and the farm is getting ready to sleep. So I invite you to pick out any bunk you'd like, climb on into it, 
get comfortable and just drift off to sleep.